It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Applause, applause to all our viewers right now. Gosh, you know, here's to us, right? Here's to us. Everybody deserves a round of applause. Everybody. Not everybody. No, everybody who's hanging in there, digging deep, facing fears, getting through. Yes. Okay? Everybody deserves some applause. It's not been easy. You're right. It's not been an easy time. Except those that are causing us angst. Who? Like me? (laughs) No, not like you. You know, it's you know, it's it's other people. You know, like uh. Okay, Okay, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, no, uh, and that too. All right, okay, that too. You know, politics isn't helping. No. No, the general vibe is incredibly intense, and it's very divisive. Mm -hmm. I'm not digging it at all. It's been tough, particularly for me. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I've lost both my parents in the last six months. And so this is, you know, the general, the question of the day is, how you doing? And my answer, I take a minute or a second and I have to kind of collect my thoughts and think about it. How am I doing? I, I am, two answers. I'm getting through and I'm hanging in there. Those are stock answers. But and it's they true. Work. They work, yes. But it's true. You know, little steps, baby steps, micro steps, micro actions. And lucky for micro you, habits. you've got a wonderful support system of friends and family that are there for you. Yes. And that's important. Thank you. And you. And you. Yes. Well, you. Number one support system here. I am here for but you. The, but the, um, the bigger picture, the collective, you know, is, it's the same thing. We're getting through and we're hanging in, some of us better than others. I don't know one person that isn't struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't know one person that isn't in some way suffering with some little something. Um, how about just the general uncertainty of it all? Yeah, we don't know where we're going. We don't know where this is gonna it, end up. It is, it's unnerving for those of us. There's no roadmap uh, for this, there's no plan we have you know all we can do is do what we can to get through each day and be comfortable and hope that our friends and family are comfortable too and offer assistance where we can yeah there pick up the phone and call people you love and tell them you love them and yes this is what i'm saying there are little things you can do there are big little and big things and that's what we're going to talk about today because i do think people would love to have some better coping skills and strategies and I, I, I do, I for do one, okay? Because uh, mastering uncertainty is, oh, geez, if you can do that, God bless. I can't. I'm a big, fat control freak. I can't. I'm, this is like the worst thing you could do to me, is give me <laughs> How, Why do you say you're a control a freak? You're, you're more of an out-of-control freak. Yeah, I don't like being out of control. No, no. That's where you are. You usually have issues when you 
are not in control, and that's that kind of freaks you out. So I don't. I am okay. I mean, maybe that is a control freak. I, you I, know who is good with it. You like it? Yeah, I mean, do you like unknowns and uncertainty? No, I, for I, one, hate it. No, but I don't. I'm not. I don't. Freak you can out. roll with it better. I don't freak out over over things I have no control over. <sighs> that is something that I sense you do more than me. I, I am not I bow going down to. to I'm you. not going to pre-worry about things that I shouldn't worry about. Oh God! I'm not going to spend good brain cells. I get the few I have that are going to worry about things that are out of my control. Okay, so good for you, as usual. <laughs> You're perfect. Uh, you know. All right. But for the rest of us, I will say that tolerating uncertainty is a daily practice. It has to become, you have to practice it in small ways. Uh-oh. The <laughs> UFOs are <laughs> have landed. I think Lisa's housekeeper is vacuuming. No, <laughs> no okay, I don't know. That, that was wild. Was that Son- I don't Sonia? Know. A little message from I your mom? I don't know. Okay. A little message from your mother? Speaking of uncertainty and mm-hmm. unknowns. and So so we're going to get into this uh, bigly today because we have uh, Lisa Gornall on, who this is her specialty. And I'm going to read her bio right now, and okay. and um, without further ado, okay, because she can really speak on this much better than we can. Lisa was born with abilities to become one with your energy. She supports you in breaking through limiting beliefs, patterns, fears, and mastering your energy with simple practices, exactly what we need. She intuitively empowers successful entrepreneurs and professionals at their breaking point to step out of the hustle and constant unfulfilling drive for more and back into the life you love reclaim your time relationships inner game and energy so that you can get back to the lifestyle you envisioned a freedom lifestyle lisa welcome to what's the name of our show done being single (laughs) hi lisa hi wow well welcome thank you i'm happy to be here great so you've been listening, and I'm sure you're formulating your thoughts, and you've, I saw you nodding your head, and I know this is something that you deal with every day. And Every day. Okay, so the biggest question here is how do you not take everything, take on everything? Oh, by the way, it's 11-11. I'm, I'm looking at the clock. Make a wish. Okay, Lisa, let's just start with that. What's with so, the eleven elevens? Uh, I keep seeing morning and night every day, twice a day, eleven eleven. So different numbers mean different things. So if you keep seeing a number, it's usually a way of you trying to get that sign. So whether you're seeing threes or sixes or eights or whatever it may be, you can Google what each number tells you what it means, but it's a way of you getting a sign. Because we're we are always looking for signs, right? People that have lost you know, a lot of loved ones, like you might look for butterflies, right? Or I've had people that have lost loved ones, they look for dimes because they associate that. So when we're struggling, we look for signs to help us know that we are supported, that we're not alone, that there is something bigger happening, especially right now. Okay. But what does it say when somebody is always acknowledging these two times of the day? And needing to make a wish. I mean, she's so superstitious about this that 
it's a, you stop it's what you sign. are doing at every Well, why not? Whenever. Why not? Just, it's a nice little uh, ritual when, you know, to stop and reflect and put an th- intention out into the universe. Shit, why not? You can do it anytime, but okay. Okay, well, I just happen to see them more she, often She than just I... happens to like 11-11, and that's her time that she's setting that. My old, my youngest daughter likes 11-11, too, so at night time, she won't go to bed until she's seen the 11-11. Okay. So okay. we all we all have our, our ways and our things that we like to do for support. Right, it brings us comfort, Okay. which mm-hmm. is, I'm going to jump 5 million steps ahead because, no, I'm not going to, because that was a question I have about self-soothing and self-care in this time and technique. So let's just, we'll, we'll get that to that. Because there's things like that that bring you comfort, you know, that give you assurance, that make you feel like everything's gonna be okay. And and I want to hear from you those things, but we will get to that. So, okay. We probably, won't, we, we probably won't get to that because she'll no, forget. No, 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 we will, I won't forget. No, okay, so big questions first. How do you not take on everything that is happening right now? So this is the biggest struggle that I'm seeing around me. People are just taking on everything. And we are all empaths. We all have the ability to feel energy. You know if you like someone, you know if you don't. You know when you walk into a room if you feel safe or if you want to run away, right? We just don't really talk about it. But we're all empaths. We all have this ability to pick up on energy. And I would say since March, really, (laughs) things have been getting more and more intense. And so I find that the more media that you're consuming, the more social media that you're consuming, the more that that has been putting people into that really huge state of fear. People who are watching enough media just to kind of know what's going on and then getting off of it seem to be doing better right now. So I would definitely recommend that if the media is causing you a lot of angst and a lot of helplessness, that maybe we don't watch it as much. You tune into exactly what you need and no more. Because honestly, they just keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over again, right? And then on social media, if you have people that are posting viewpoints that are totally different than yours and you don't want to engage with it anymore, just hide them for a little bit. So that way that's not constantly showing up on your feed and triggering you, right? I mean, these are just two very simple, easy, basic things that we can do. But when we're in a place where we don't feel like we have control, the thing that we need to do is how can we regain some control? And we always have control over our thoughts, our words, our actions. So we want to turn our attention to those things. So if the media is too polarizing and it's too divisive, I know I can't watch too much of that. So instead, I can do things for myself. I can go for a walk. I can take a bath. I can sit in the sauna. You know, whatever you have at your house or a hot tub or whatever it may be to help you relax. So what are the things that you do have control over? Stop focusing on what we don't and focus on what you do. That's how you start to reclaim your power. That is what I thought, but you just confirmed that. Because I think that in a time like this, you've got to find any little thing that accentuates the positive, right? Whatever your strengths, your values, the things that you're good at, the things you're proud of, just Keep on that. Keep the focus on that as opposed to what's missing, what you don't have, what you're afraid of not getting. That's worked for me. That you know, I am. Um, I'm like a, a case study right now in all of this because, as I said earlier, I'm living it. I've I've been kind of even before the pandemic officially started, I was in my own personal pandemic with my parents getting ill. 
So I know that these um, these tools work, and I and I'm sort of living through them right now. But my I have another question. I'm curious that because I know that you deal with um, clients that might be lacking in self worth or confidence or might be struggling with limiting beliefs. So if you're already that type person and you are now faced with a legitimate crisis, how do you get them out of their head or off the ledge? If they didn't have those, if they didn't have those skills to begin with, now what? So that's where the energy work starts to come in. So when you're struggling with self-worth and self-confidence, we have to get to why, why is that something for you? I like to break it down into three things that I find everybody struggling with. They're either proving that they're worthy, that they're enough, or that they're loved. Say that again. I can, Say those I can things categorize again. everybody into one of those categories. Say sometimes th- more. I am worthy. I am enough. I am love. So we're already proving that. I find people are trying to prove that in their work and in their relationships. And then things start to happen around us. And then we, we step into whatever that belief system is for that, right? So if you're trying to prove that you're worthy, you don't think that you're worthy. You want people to know that you're valuable, that you can do these things and you're going to prove yourself. And you're, you know what I mean? And so during this time, it's been a very pivoting time for everybody. I mean, everybody's been affected. Everybody that I've talked to was just, it was insane, crazy busy, January, February, just kicking off the new year. Then this happened in March and everybody was like twiddling their thumbs like, what do I do now? And they sat there for a couple of weeks. And then a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs went right back into, okay, I'm going to pivot my business and I'm going to do this. I'm going to get these things going. Business professionals were like, how can we still crunch our numbers? Because everybody's worried about a recession and all these things. And so a lot of people started to pick back up and work became even more of a focus, especially for those who were working at home already, right? So it's just... There's been all these shifts and all these changes. And the thing that I'm finding people need more of actually is self-care. Because we are spending so much time on all these other things that we don't have control over. But the one thing that you do have control over is, am I eating food that's good for me? Am I exercising? Am I getting enough sleep at night? Am I, you know, talking with the people that I love? Am I, what, what am I doing with my time? Good, good stuff. Yeah, we, we, I'm all over that obviously because I'm in that business too I come from a fitness background so I I have been exercising more and uh more for my sanity differently too and differently and we've been eating better I think and just generally taking better care of ourselves because we can and I've always said all along there's no reason why you can't get into the best shape of your life right now or you can't there's nothing stopping you from from doing anything you've been putting off doing right now. I mean, I know it sounds probably cliche, but learning a language or taking online courses, or I've been asking Robbie to get me a guitar, an acoustic guitar, because I- She doesn't realize I have six of them right here in the closet. Yeah, but you don't have the kind I like, the big wood ones. You have got like the fancy- I've got a a classical string guitar in storage. The kind that from the, you know- (laughs) From like the 70s. Oh, from the 70s. I want one of those. I don't have anything newer than that. Yours are are different. They've got like steel uh, strings and I don't know. I want something less Aerosmith and more Crosby, Stills, Nash. (laughs) Okay. Right? More Peter, Paul, and Mary. Okay. Am I dating myself? All right. 
So I know everything you're talking about. Yeah, you get right, it. That's fine. No, but I think what you're saying though is that now is a perfect time to advance your own uh, ability to educate yourself on things, uh, whether it is a language or take up a, a new hobby. Uh, things that don't require a classroom, a physical classroom that you can learn something online and, uh, you know, better yourself. I am taking some online courses myself here and uh, I'm working out differently. I'm running to the park every day and doing that. Yes. Playing tennis where we can. Uh, but it does affect how we uh, are able to, the self-care that you're talking about, Lisa. You know, yeah. We have to address it differently. I, I also mm -hmm. would include in the self-care uh, just getting your head around the fact that we could be in this for the, a long time. We're in it for the long haul. Better you start to settle in and take a deep breath and find, you know, these are the things that the coping mechanisms. But most of it is acceptance. I think the biggest hurdle to all of this is just acceptance and and just, you know, coming to terms with the fact that this could hang out for a bit more. So to me, it's more about uh, reinvention. And um, what's the word when you have to, um, oh, I'm blanking. Rise from the ashes in a phoenix? No, not that. More like, uh, thank God for editing because I'm really having a, menopausal brain freeze right now i'm not editing this it stays no it <laughs> stays in the picture um reinventing recreating uh reincarnating re uh recalibrating you know what i'm saying no uh get sort of finding ways to improve and just get just get comfortable with the struggle I don't know what I'm saying. Talk about I mean, struggle. I do know what I'm saying. I think for a lot of people, acceptance is a, a triggering word, like accepting everything as it is right now. Um, a lot of people don't want to accept that this is the reality or this is how it's going to be or whatever. And honestly, we don't know. Which goes back to that whole thing we were talking about in the beginning. Like, there is no no how long this is going to take, what what's going to be the next steps. We don't know. So I would like to suggest that instead of accepting that this is our new reality, we surrender. We surrender what's no longer working. We surrender or frustrated or we completely feel out of control and we're like, what the heck is happening right now? Yes. We need to surrender. We need to clear that energy out of our body and allow ourselves to recalibrate, realign, reconnect with what we're supposed to be doing. Do you associate surrender with embrace? It's part of it, because when you're surrendering, you're going to be embracing whatever is supposed to be coming into you. Or is that a second step after after acknowledgement of surrendering? You have yeah. to then embrace what the reality is and be accepting of it. So what I recommend is that we surrender and we focus not on so much this external stuff, we focus on internally, what is it that I can do? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now, right? So like if she's wanting to take guitar lessons, which I know you could probably help her with, <laughs> that's something that she can focus on. And then she's going to feel like she's having control and she's doing something for herself that she likes instead of focusing on the politics, which has been so polarizing for her. 
So we want to we want to take this time to say, why am I holding on and worrying about all this stuff that I can't control? Because it does not change a single thing. If we're just sitting at home, angry, mad, upset, frustrated about what's happening in the world, what are we doing? We are negatively adding to that collective. We are putting more great energy onto that situation. So that is not helpful. That lowers our vibration. And if anything right now, what we need to be doing is raising the vibration. And we raise the vibration by doing things that bring us joy and that make us happy and by helping others, not by focusing on what we don't control, what's happening, what this president is saying, what the senator is saying. We, We lose our power. We lose our focus. We get totally disheveled and then we're not focused on this is who I am this is what I'm doing this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now does Uh, does it make sense oh my gosh that just resonated totally with me because I'm a big fan of surrendering and and I say that not in a quitting way Mm-mm. It's not in a quitting It's way. not quitting. It's not throwing in the towel or waving the white flag. It is actually, there is tremendous strength and power in surrender. Do you hear and that? Surrendering someone? is totally different than letting go. Like I teach people all day long how to let go. So, you know, if you're having a bad day, if you get into a fight with somebody or whatever, that's a different experience than surrendering. And right now, with everything that's going on, this is more of a, we need to surrender all of our anger and frustration. And this is how I wanted 2020 to look. And this is, you know, what I thought was going to be happening. We need to surrender all of that and make space for what's going to come in to come in. Instead of us trying to hold on to those pieces and those fragments of, you know, what our vision board was for 2020. This is what I would like to be doing now, knowing that this is how things are happening. This is what's going on. This is my focus. How can we bring this back to a dating aspect? Because people that are single, and we talk about this a lot, Trev and I, apart from the show, is how difficult it must be to be alone during this time Mm -hmm. and to not have somebody by your side, whether you're sleeping with them at night, waking up with them in the morning, eating your meals with them. It's, you know, we, we are so fortunate to have each other, uh, along with our friends and family that we do have close to us. But we are, you know, very aware and conscious of people that do not have somebody and want somebody. And, I mean, we talk about it. This is a great time for reinvention of yourself if you don't have somebody. And maybe that's, those are th- there's things to look at there. But what's the coping mechanism there for people that want someone and don't have them right now? So I actually have a few clients that are single. So we have actually been working on this during this pandemic. And so one of the things that I've been having people do is to join meetup groups because those are virtual right now and they can meet people that have similar interests and we're lucky, right? Being in California. So you can still go do things at the ocean or whatever. Those meetups are still things that they can do if they feel comfortable doing so. There are still things that you can do. Don't use this time to feel like I have to be in my house and I can't be doing anything. This is still a great time. My daughter actually started dating during the pandemic. She started dating her boyfriend in May and we kept joking that it was a quarantine romance because they couldn't see each other, right? So we're like, it's a quarantine romance and there's all these songs out about that right now. So you absolutely can be dating and instead of having that physical component right away, I mean, some people are still, you know, doing whatever they want to do. Some people are adhering to the social distancing, but you know, for them, it's been interesting because they talk on the phone all the time and they're always texting. And, you know, I don't know if they could have been seeing each other all the time if that's the way that their relationship would have been going. Right. So 
maybe it'll last longer because it's been a quarantine romance. <laughs> maybe. But it's, it's definitely a time where we do have that ability to, to reach out and connect in ways that we would not have been before because we were too busy. So we would use work as an excuse or other commitments. And, and now we can say, you know, what? I do want to have somebody in my life. And you can actually like text with them and video chat and like spend that time nurturing a relationship and, and get deeper than you would if you could actually see them in person. Yeah, there's a lot of upside to this. I know it sounds crazy, but um, if I think there's like, as you were saying, the um, opportunities to find deeper, more meaningful love and connection, it's now because, mm -hmm. I mean, not that people aren't still hooking up and having one-nighters or booty calls, because that will, that's, you know, that's what happens. But I would say that more people than not are looking for longer lasting, deeper connection, which is good. It bodes well for love and romance and relationships. And I, I talk a lot about uh, being alone and developing those skills, th those, those solid, solitary, those solitude skills, because they're really important when you're single. Mm -hmm. And I was single for a really long time. And then I was also an only child. So I kind of have these survival skills already in, in place. But there are ways to um, build them. There are ways to get comfortable with yourself. There are ways to enjoy your own company and be alone with yourself. And this is, if there was ever a time to practice that, it's now, you may hate it, but there's something really great about, it's almost like training, because once this is over, you're gonna be that much more, you know, you won't be in such a hurry. I think this is, this is all sort of eliminating the desperation. I think we're gonna factor. retain some of these new yes. traits when this is all over. I think that we're not going to, vary from uh, Zoom calls and Zoom dating and video chatting and things like that. I think that's a very important part of uh, the new paradigm of what dating is going to be about, I think. It's safe. But on, on another note, uh, we have a lot of friends that are hooking up during this pandemic. It's not like they're staying away or they're wearing plastic bags or something. They're, they are getting together. They're hooking up. And I think that there's something to be said about procreation during a pandemic that there's a uh, you know an inherent need within the human species to probably want to be uh, sure, you know sure. having relations uh, at this point, not knowing what what is going to happen. I think so. you were, if you were already out there and dating, uh, and and you're not gonna this is won't stop you, right? If you were already out there and and super active on the apps and the websites, it's you're gonna not, continue. People are still hooking up. Anyway, I'd like to, oh, go ahead. Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. They are, they are still hooking up. I mean, it really, it just, it just depends on, you know, what you're believing right now. Are you, are you scared? Like yesterday, I was at the beach with my daughter for her senior pictures and there was a woman wearing two masks and two sets of gloves. And I was just like, you read? <laughs> you know, cause she was like in her sixties and she's trying to talk to me and she wants me to take pictures with her phone. And I'm like, I don't know about all this, right? So there's all these different extremes that are happening out there right now. But what you're saying is so true. If we're, if we're not comfortable with ourselves, if we don't think that we are love, or if we're not happy with ourselves, there's no way on God's green earth that we are going to be happy in any relationship. We're not going to feel that love. We're not going to feel any of those other things. Everything that we're seeking has to begin from within. And then from there, we build on that, right? So it's not that your other person comes in and completes you. And I love my husband dearly, but he doesn't complete me. I love him and I want to be with him. 
You know what I mean? It's totally different. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good within myself. Sure. And he just helps me feel like we're just a good team, but I don't, he doesn't complete me. Like we're never looking for somebody else to complete us. Yes. We have to do the inner work. Uh, yes. That is like a muscle that needs to be trained and built and practiced daily. It does. It's I'm, I, there's so many parallels to fitness and dating. I can't even, that's a whole other episode, but um, I want to add on to your brilliant point about surrender, detachment, which mm-hmm. is kind of its best friend or cousin. I, they go hand in hand to me. And I, I am finding that detaching difficult or having no attachments a difficult um, exercise. Well, control is an illusion. Right. If we think this is how my day is going to look and then you get in your car, you get in a car accident. I guarantee you that was not part of your vision for the day. So that's like a little example to tell us, you know, or if we think, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store and then you can't even get into the grocery store because there's a line to get into the grocery store, but you thought you were going to get in and out of the grocery store in 30 minutes. There's all these examples that happen throughout our day that tell us we don't have complete control of all of these things that are happening around us. But we do get to control how we're responding to them. And so when we're when we're surrendering, we're not trying to say, okay, this is going to be done in two weeks or this is going to be done in six weeks or that's that not what's happening when we're surrendering. When we're surrendering, we're releasing our our stuff, our junk that we put onto the situation and we're saying, this isn't helping. This isn't helping me. This isn't helping the situation. So I'm going to surrender. I'm releasing all of this energy in a special way. So that way I can allow everything to work out in the best way possible for everyone involved. And I don't know what that looks like. I'm just a tiny piece in this big, huge pie. So I'm going to trust that it's all going to work out in the best way possible. But at the same time, I'm still able to control my thoughts, my words, my actions. So it's always a balance between those things. So I can't control what's happening in politics. I can't control what the media is focusing on. I, I can control that. I do not want to see a rolling toll every day. Mm-hmm. That, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. So I don't need to watch that anymore, right? So that's something that I no longer look at. But we call? have all these areas where we do have control. So what is it that we're going to focus on? Doom scrolling. That's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it. I do that. And that drops your it's energy. Bad, that really bad. lowers you. Oh. And then you're done. Now you got to dig yourself up out of this hole. Yeah, that's my job usually. And that's a, I don't like being, you know, a hole digger or having to get you out of these holes that you put yourself in because you are doomscribing, scrolling. I'm a little bit worst case scenario person. I admit. Worst first case scenario. Worst first case. That's funny. Well, then think about that. If we're doing that, we're energetically putting that out there. We're adding that to the collective. Instead of allowing there to be a best case scenario, we're putting our negative thoughts, energy, gray energy onto that situation and we're we're not helping anything. So we need to consciously be aware of, am I adding, am I lowering? What, what am I doing right now? We need to pay attention because we are actively creating this reality. So one of the most important things you can do to regain control of your energy in that moment, and, and Robbie can definitely help you with this, is to say, I am, grateful for. And it has to be something that you're truly grateful for in that moment. 
right? Sometimes it can be your chair. Sometimes it can be that you have a roof over your head. Sometimes it's that you live in San Diego, you know, whatever it may be. It could be for your partner or whatever, but it has to be something that you're truly grateful for in that moment to shift your energy because your mind is going to keep focusing on whatever you're focusing on. So if you're, if you're doomsdaying it and you're just building that, you're just making that list bigger and bigger and bigger. I, okay. Uh, I'm in my defense. There is, if you know anything about the Greek philosophers, the um, Stoics, do you know what I'm talking about? Did they live down the street? No, there is um, a school of thought in the Greek f philosophical world, the, and they're called the Stoics. And I can't remember the actual name for it, and I, I will remember it, of course, when we end the show. There's something to be said for thinking worst possible case because it prepares you almost for something that may not that will probably not happen, and then when it doesn't happen, it, they do it. They do it in sports a lot. I know that it's it's a little bit like negative. Um, mm -hmm. It won't be as bad as what you're yes. expecting. Yes, and to when be. you when you go into something thinking, oh, this is going to be so hard, like a race that's going to be so long and hard, and oh my god, I'm dreading it, and then it actually doesn't turn out to be that way. Um, there is a word for that, and I don't come by that like on purpose. I just have, you know, as an athlete myself, sometimes I will, before a, a race or a match, think, oh, God, this is going to be really hard. How am I going to do it? Yeah, I do know. I have it in me? That's, and, yeah. then, and then I do. And then I always do. Yeah, I like to just get rid of those thoughts at the beginning. So that way I'm not standing there thinking this is going to be really hard and this is going to be really difficult because then I'm adding into that. And then that creates more energy and mindset work for me to overcome. So instead, I chose to run this race. I'm excited to run this race. I'm excited to feel fulfillment when I've completed this race. So I, I subscribe to a totally different kind of thought. I know what you're talking about. But energetically, from an energy standpoint and the energy work that it takes to clear out all that stuff that you put on, that's a lot of work. And I like to do things as simply and easily as possible. So I like to try to find the, the best case scenario. If I've chosen to run a race, I signed up for that, right? Mm -hmm. If I did the, the mud run, I chose to sign up for a mud run at a horse track where there's also horse manure mixed in with this dirt. And I'm a germ phobe, so I had to go in there saying, oh, hey, I signed up for this. This is going to be fun. I'm only going to do this once in my life. <laughs> Right. And I'm going to enjoy this moment, right? So we have control in that moment to decide how are my thoughts shaping my future. And if I'm thinking worst case scenario, energetically, I'm adding to that. And then I have more energy work to do to fix what I'm putting out there. So from an energy standpoint, I would rather shift the focus to instead on, we don't know what's happening right now, but we do know what I'm thinking what I'm feeling, what I want to do, what self-care I need to do, all these other things. And if I can focus on these things, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more empowered. I have to say, honey, you possess all of these things that Lisa's talking about because I know you do that. Yes. Sometimes. I mean, I know that you have the ability to I do. address everything she just said. I am, yes. But for some reason... You choose to go a little darker, darker, darker before you kind of have to hit a little more bottom before you rise. And I so want you to know or address because those surrender, things early on. Because surrender is not something that comes naturally to me. I had to learn that. That is very true. She will I hold am, on to something I am a, a long I time. I do everything from the sweat of my brow. Everything. 
is effort to me because that's how I grew up. And I, again, I say I reference the only child experience because that's that's how I had to navigate the world, find coping mechanisms and survival skills. And that's everything I made happen was because I made it happen. And there, the thought of surrender, oh my God, detachment, are you kidding? Um, I read a really great book a long time ago, and I think it's called The Survivor's Handbook. And uh, it was a researcher did a lot of studies on people who survived um, horrible accidents and suicide attempts and prisoners of war and uh, horrible, you know, uh, natural disasters. And he, I'll never forget this. He said the 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 prisoners of war that that lived the longest, that got through it the the easiest, were the ones that made peace with it, that surrendered in a way, not the ones that were positive thinkers all the time. I'm we're getting out of this. We're it's almost over. Think positive. Think positive. Those were the ones that actually sort of suffered the worst, mm-hmm. which I thought was so interesting. Well, that makes sense, right? Because if you're, if you keep setting yourself up, I don't know if you guys, like we watch the TV show alone, like that's our family, what we're watching right now. And the people that are like, oh, it's just a hundred days and they're doing all this positive thinking and all this stuff. They're the ones that are tapping out first. And it's very interesting because they're not, they're not, they're right. You're not surrendering. You're just kind of, you can't fake positivity. That's what I want to say. You cannot fake positivity. You have to do the work to be in that place. And we want to recognize our patterns. And sometimes the patterns aren't even like patterns that we've created. We've, they're just in our DNA. Even if you're adopted and you find your biological parents, you'll find these similarities in these patterns. We have these patterns. And we want to make sure that right now, especially, we're not going into a victim mentality. We're not stepping into that victim pattern. Like, this is all happening to me. This is the end of everything. Like, this is so awful. Because again, once we go down that path, it's just so much harder to come back right. up. Lisa, you have any tips for our listeners to uh, just like some bullet points to help us cope and get through this time? Yeah. So the first thing I would recommend is when you wake up in the morning, bring in the white light. White light is God, love, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. It's not denominational, but just bring it through from the top of your head, down to your feet, into the earth. You'll be laying in your bed and start your day with an I am. I am peace. I am calm. You know, make sure that you're having lunch in the middle of the day. Reassess where you're at. Are you still in a good place energetically? Have you fallen? Do you need to go for a walk? What do I need to do to reclaim my energy? And then at nighttime, make sure you have a routine to help you go to bed. And it shouldn't be watching the news right before you go to bed or checking your social media. You know, you need some time to detach, like wash your face, brush your teeth, like put actual care into your body. So that way you're putting that energy into you as you're falling asleep at night. Very good. Good. All good. What else? We do all those, right? We do, except we are we, are we engage guilty. social media. We yeah, watch yeah, the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. We do right. brush our teeth and wash our face, but uh, other yeah. everything else we're bad. Now sometimes I, you know, we'll I, I say, okay, you're in the re. The, what do I call it? The quiet zone. <clears throat> she no, will not allow me to no put TV. The TV on no TV. If she's reading. Mm-hmm. Quiet or playing at night. Her game. We we both have our own little iPad games that we play in bed, and that's what <laughs> that's our that kind of puts us both to sleep. Maybe we should have Lisa come over and <laughs> crack the whip. <clears throat> Turn that iPad off. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not on my phone like 45 minutes to an hour before I go to bed. So that way I'm not stimulating my brain. And I literally, my head hits the pillow and I'm asleep. And my husband's just like, I was trying to talk to you. And I'm like, well, you need to talk to me before my head hits the pillow. 
You want anything to happen? It needs to happen before my head hits the pillow. <laughs> well, it's funny because I need stimulation to go to sleep. So I will have a TV. I will have my iPad on. I will. I can listen to music. I can be having a conversation. All three things at once. He's and, a Gemini, and I can do all that. Treva is a, a single tasker. I am. I'm a for single the most pro- part. Single processor. Big difference. Thank you. Yes. Lisa, you are awesome. You are the woman for the moment. Of the definitely of the hour. Lisa, what do you have behind you there? I see some books. What what's going on there? Those are my books that I wrote. I wrote three books to help people do the energy work on their own. I wrote one book to help people as they're navigating change, which we're all doing right now. And I wrote one book to help people with their relationships. So it's all energy work, all becoming aware Great. of what's really happening. In Let your us life. know how people can find these books in yourself. So they're on Amazon. They're on my website. They're at Barnes and Nobles. They're anywhere you can buy books. What's there's your What's your website? The ebooks and there's actual hard copy books or paperback books as well. And your website is LisaGornell.com. G-O-R-N-A-L-L.com. Wonderful. Okay. I'm so glad you came on the show. Thank you. It's selfishly, a selfishly speaking, I could have just talked to you alone. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to you alone. We're having our own I'm, little chat. Ba- Robbie really just isn't. Just ignore me. Robbie's just I'm not, I'm here for, as usual. He's there for the sound effects. Kind of. I, we yeah. light on sound effects today. Okay, there you go. There's your one for the day. All right, sorry. Okay, Lisa, you're going to come back yes, over and over again, right? I would love to. Okay. You need to bring Kevin on, too. Like, oh, have a podcast Oh, right. Experience. That would be great. That's right. Okay. Um, we're going to say goodbye, but I want you to hang on for a few minutes, too, though, after. So uh, we are done being single. Yes. And if you have uh, stories, questions, problems, dilemmas, issues, dating, relationship, marriage, I don't care. Yep. Um, email us at Trevor and Robbie at donebeingsingle.com. Um, subscribe to us for God's sakes. Um, that way you don't have to find us all the time. It'll just come to you, correct? That's correct. And uh, follow us at donebeingsingle.com. Excuse me. I say this all the time. Follow us at donebeingsingle, not .com. For Twitter. On Twitter. And uh-huh. And then you can find me at trevabrandonsharf.com and follow me at trevabme. There you go. Wow. Lisa. Everybody, I'm going to... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was I'm just going to end right. like I started. Hang in there. You're going to get through it. Yes, we will. Right? Wow, coming Miss Positivity all of a sudden. I know. That's how good Lisa is. She rewired my brain in 47 minutes. Flat. All right, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Thanks so much. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.